When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 119 of the All Dolphins podcast on this Monday, November 6th. And as always, we will begin by, we didn't do it on the live show, but we will begin by recognizing a player with a jersey number corresponding to the episode. And I'm sorry, Omar, I have absolutely have to go there. I hope, I, I hope you pick the one that I want you to pick. Well, I didn't pick the one. No, I didn't pick the one. <laughs> there are two that actually that would work well. No, I went with your friend. Legadu Nane. Nah, nah. We got, we got, we got to pick the other one. We got to pick the other one because I actually want to use this opportunity to address that number nineteen. Initials BM. Yes, you could go with it. Okay. Fine. Uh, then it's going to be Brandon Marshall, uh, who Omar knows very well, and from from my end over here, as I've said all along, insanely talented wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Also played for like nine teams in 15 years, which kind of suggested maybe there was something at play over here. Dolphins traded him for, I think it was second and third round picks from the Denver Broncos, traded him back after two years to the Chicago Bears for about the same return or maybe a round later in in each, basically because they'd had enough. So, Omar, the floor is yours. We had been friends for a very long time uh, based on his Dolphins tenure here. Um, I chronicled his journey with borderline personality disorder. Um, And then ultimately, I left my job to go work for him running I Am Athlete uh, as a producer on that side. Unfortunately, it came in the wake of a split with the Pivot guys. And I am actually addressing this on my own podcast for the very first time, primarily because um, the Pivot have brought it more to to, to the public's attention because Brandon Marshall at his rollout of this solo season of Brandon Marshall doing solo interviews because he nobody wants to work for him. He's personally run I Am Athlete into the ground with bad business decisions, business practices, and narcissistic personality and mentality and poor treatment of people. Um, it has led to the destruction of what was once a very magical platform, which is I Am Athlete, which served as a voice for the athlete. Um, I recently commented on something that Fred Taylor posted regarding to the pivot about Fred brought up the the fact that, okay, if we were the problem in regards to the pivot guys, for those who don't know, that's Ryan Clark, Channing Crowder, um, Fred Taylor. If we were the problem who created a very similar platform, which is doing wonderfully. Um, I am athlete always viewed that platform as a threat or Brandon Marshall viewed it as a threat since it was an offshoot of him. 
because they left him because of his bad business practices. And really, that's what's led to I Am Athlete's disaster, um, along with all his other business ventures. Right now, it is just Brandon Solo Dolo doing bad interviews um, with people who that he can find. Um, and it is truly, truly, truly a indication of the fact that nobody wants to work with him because he's narcissistic, destroys every relationship, and pretty much has destroyed his own business firsthand. And I know this because the majority of my job was putting out fires that Brandon Marshall started. And I am so glad that I'm not with I'm Athlete anymore, was fired, um, primarily because it be was an abusive relationship from the very beginning. And just like everybody else who worked for him, are survivors. And to all the survivors out there, I say, rest easy, because ultimately, um, his run will be done soon. The floor is yours to okay. talk about the yeah, licking your wounds. I don't know how to follow that. So you go, you go from working with him to working with me, man. That's like about a drop step down. Here. <laughs> no, it's actually quite a step up. Um, quite. It, 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 when I say it was an abusive relationship, it was abusive relationship. But I do have, um, I, I do have litigation against him for my fully guaranteed two-year contract. Um, the problem is, I'm pretty sure I am athlete is bankrupt. He's going bankrupt or has filed for bankrupt. So realistically there's there's no reason to even protect it because he's got nothing to protect okay man that's tough to segue from that but we will anyway uh today's the day after the dolphins 21 14 loss against the kansas city chiefs and the narrative and we're going to address the narrative yes we will because as head coach mike mcdaniel had predicted and it was Mike McDaniel is a very, very smart guy, but it was kind of obvious. Had the Dolphins won, they're ready to win the Super Bowl. Had the Dolphins lost, which they did. Now the narrative is they can't beat a good team. Correct. Um, and the facts are, and for the, I've gone back and forth on Twitter with a bunch of Dolphin fans all day because I like to engage with the fans. Um, do you? Do you? I, I do. I, as long as it's respectful, you can disagree with me all you want. I, I am the king of engagement. You dip your yeah. toe in. You dip your toe in. Little, little, little toe every once. No, in a while. I take plunges every once in a while. You, you're, you're basically yeah. living the ocean. I take plunges every once in a while. Okay, and that's I took a plunge, and it was basically, and I have made no assertions. I never said the dolphins are a fraud because I don't think that they are. That's way too harsh a term. Yeah. The fact is they have yet to beat a team with a winning record. In fact, going back to last year, they're on a streak. If you include the playoff game at Buffalo of seven consecutive losses when facing an opponent coming in with a winning record. Mm -hmm. Those are facts. Um, here's the things, though, with, with this season, if we're going to narrow it down, every game they played a team with a winning record, Buffalo, Philly, Casey, Hold on, hold on. They have gotten progressively more competitive and closer to actually winning one of those. I know my wants to call a timeout. Timeout. Go ahead. Listen, Go ahead. I hate when people do that narrative that, oh, every time they play a competitor with a winning record. You could also say when they play 
a Super Bowl caliber team on the road because that's what those teams are. That's a fact. I know the Buffalo Bills are. Hold on, my turn, my turn, my turn. Again, it goes back to last year as well. Although last year there were other factors involved. Um, But it included San Francisco last year. Yes, they are Super Bowl contenders. Let's look at evidence for this year, this case. Let's not bring in the history of last year and Daniel and concussed Tua. Let's look at this year. Answer this question. Go ahead. The Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins played them when they had all their defensive players. Correct. Were they Super Bowl contenders? Yes or no? Yes, they're not anymore, but yes, they were at the time. I, okay. I agree. But With again, the, if the Dolphins are going to be a Super Bowl contender, they have to beat those type of teams eventually. Absolutely. Okay. Doesn't mean they have to beat them on the road, but yes, I do agree with you. They, they At some point, they're going to have to beat them. Now, when they played the Philadelphia Eagles, Super Bowl contender or no? Yes, but I would make the argument that the Eagles actually are playing a lot better now than they did when they were playing the, when they played the Dolphins. They, they were, were still a super. I mean, just because they played the Dolphins, they struggled before the Dolphins played them, and then they played the Dolphins, and the Dolphins looked relatively decent despite what the score outcome was. Yes. Um, I thought this, the, the the Eagles. I watched that Dallas game, just as good then as just as good now. But you know, I don't know. No, but the first the first, the first six games of the season, even though they were five and one, they they were not playing great. And then and, and talk to they anybody really on stuff. Well, you don't I mean, have to come out the gate looking, were, what, what looking is this? super hot and sexy. L- look at the Dolphins. They came out the gate looking hot and sexy. Where are they now? They're, 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 they're playing they're, against good teams. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, then, and then we get to the Kansas City Chiefs, which are the Super Bowl contenders. Yes, they don't look good, and the Dolphins played well against them. They did. With the exception of a final drive where the quarterback that I say has it and will be elite poop the bed. I know you don't want to give him that responsibility, but I'm sure if you asked him, he would take ownership for the fact that he pooped the bed. Um, well, but and- they, yeah, but that's what that's what he's going to do because that's the kind of player he is. That's the kind of guy he is. Again, here's the thing. We'll, we will never get a clear answer on this. I think you recognize that. Do we know for sure that it was, that it was, was it a clear miscommunication between Tua and Cedric Wilson? Did Cedric Wilson run the wrong route? Did Tua not recognize the play? I mean, they're all Mike McDaniel. Did the ball slip out of his hand? I mean, that that release did not look good. If you actually look at the Brian Baldinger release, it looked a little wobbly. No, no, and, and that's what I thought too. But why wouldn't why wouldn't Tua have said that? Listen. Um, I don't know, and I don't need justification on those two final plays where you had opportunities to actually tie the game and open receivers. And you know Tua Tonga Bailoa. You know he's, well, maybe not you, but open receivers. Oh, he'll hit open receivers, yes. I, I know that. Okay, like, so he missed those opportunities. He... he I uh, let me finish. Let me finish on the snap. And this is something that I've been able to identify later. Actually, a Twitter poster pointed out to me. I was so focused on the snap. I didn't see there were three free rushers coming at him. Uh, 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 um, um, The the Eichenberg Express was on a steady steamroll back back to him. then you got Lester Cotton, who had to move to right guard because of Robert Jones's injury. 
Olaid his blocker, and then there was another rusher coming free as well. And so he saw that, identified it, maybe took his eyes off the ball, and then whoop, 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 and it wasn't a bad snap. I have been hit up by four different offensive linemen that I have covered throughout my career who know me, and you know them, and every single one of them didn't solicit it, said, good snap, good enough. No, and if you look at the replay from behind, you you, you will notice Tua leaning to his left as a snap is getting there, and I don't know if it's because he was seeing, because Casey, Casey had seven at the line. He saw it. It was a zero blitz. He saw it, had to catch it, hit it to Waddle, seven. Well, wait, wait, this is where this time out, time out, time out, time because I know that's a narrative. You call this show time out, time out, time out. Exactly. Forget I said what. Forget I said what I said. Time out. Um, that's I, I, and you're not the first one I've heard say that. There were, we had Waddle wide open. There was a Chiefs uh, safety deep behind Waddle, who may or may not have been able to close the gap as Waddle was running the slant. So this notion that it was a clear walking touchdown. Sorry, no. Need to see. There was a safety. Need to see all twenty-two. To, to, okay, to, well, trust me on that one. Do you trust me, Omar? Trust me on that one. I, you know, I got trust issues, and I got well-documented trust issues. Yes, for you do. Um, so, no, I do not trust you. I, I, I You hit me on the wrong week. <laughs> uh, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. I, I thought we'd establish that, that, but okay, that's fair enough. I, I, I apologize. Everything gets all reset good. this week. So. All good, all good. Um, but, okay, but by all means – observe it for yourself. Uh, but, yes. Yeah. But the, the point is, is well taken that. Yeah. And, and the funny part too, is that if you remember the Dolphins call timeout before that fourth and 10 and the snap actually had been made before they call timeout and the chiefs weren't sending seven that when the Dolphins called, called a timeout, Steve Spagnuolo, their defensive coordinator, like, hmm, okay, we'll give you a different look. We'll send everybody. And they, and they sent everybody. And Tua got caught leaning as a snap got there. Was it perfect, like right on the money? No, but it was more than close enough to where, yes, Tua absolutely has to catch that. He could have caught that to the side. It would have had it been, it would have been ready to cock it, and boom, it needs to go quick. I'm sorry. That was a good snap. And literally every offensive lineman that 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 I'm friendly with was looked at hit me good snap. Um, don't, don't, don't blame that on the snap. And, and I'm sure Connor Williams will say bad snap, but that's the nature of this team. And it's interesting that we bring that up because here's my takes from Mike McDaniel's press conference, which I thought was, um, phenomenal. And I know you looked at it. I'm not going to go ahead. Tell the people what you thought of it. Tell the people what you thought of it. Didn't say a whole lot that we haven't heard him say 85 times uh, using a lot of big words. Doing it. <laughs> I don't think he uses big words, but correlation well, causation. He, he, he using a lot of words, using a lot of words and, and makes his points a lot more eloquently than I'm doing right now. <laughs> All right. He had a theme. And I, I generally pick up on these themes because I, I actually like it and I pay attention. Yes, Mike McDaniel rambles. He does. He takes two and a half minutes to answer every single question. But in those two and a half minutes, you will find 30 seconds of gold. 
that really helps you understand what what what, what? No, 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 I'm waiting for the gold. It helps you understand where he's going, what his thought process is, what is the issue that he intends to address, what is he relaying to his team. Correlation or causation? Two different things, but they ultimately lead you to self-analyze yourself. Now, did you play Kansas City tough as a correlation or as a co- or, or and, and loss? Was your loss to Kansas City in a tough game where you fought back? Was it a correlation or a causation? Was it caused by the fact that you played sloppy early and got down? Or was it a correlation of something, a byproduct of the fact that you played early and 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 and, and had a deficit and turned over the ball? And to me, you have to be you, you have to be your best when your best is required. And you're looking at that like, oh, obviously. But here, here we go. Buffalo Bills, were they at their best? No. No, but I, I don't believe there was self-inflicted issues. Like the, the certain things, you're going to make more mistakes when you play a better team because you have to do more. I mean, that, and that's the part where, where McDaniel kind of like, it's all about us and what we do. And to me, it's like, no, sorry, it's not all about the Dolphins. Correlation or causation? You, you say that yes, you I, have to I do more. It's a combination of both. You say that you have to do more against those teams. And I say you just have to do what you need to do and don't beat yourself. Think about how many third and 15s or third and 18s they had because of penalties. They were beating themselves. And I, the fumble that cost you a 10-point swing from Tyreek, the two passes that Tyreek dropped, you're the one that would put more of this loss on Tyreek than you would on Tua. I disagree with you, but, I mean, ultimately, you're looking at a a 10-point swing right there, right there. That could have been the difference in the game. Correlation, causation. And – But here's – Go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me interject again. How many cornerbacks other than Trent McDuffie of the Chiefs, who is by by what our friend Joshua Briscoe told us last week, has been balling like crazy all year. How many cornerbacks are on Tyree Kill as quickly as Trent McDuffie was on him yesterday and therefore caused a fumble? Because we've seen that pass many, many times. We haven't seen somebody on Tyreek the second he catches it. Yeah, they were a little bit physical, a little bit more aggressive with how they covered them. Um, and I, I, I promise you, I think Mike McDaniel will have a better counter the next time. I think that they were outcoached, and Andy Reid's a phenomenal coach, and Steve Spagnola is a phenomenal coach, and Miami just didn't have a great game plan. And they also, and a lot of people don't want to hear this, but they also didn't have the offensive line to counteract what a lot of of of, of the Chiefs were doing in terms of the pressures, the blitzes. Like, I'm sorry, but when you're riding the Eichenberg Express, things can go haywire. You do know I played 14 snaps, right? 14 snaps, 14 opportunities to have a bad, huh? Out of 63, how many of the, and he was in the game for Raheem Mostert's 25 and 19 yard games. Okay, ooh, good, good one. All right, touche, touche. But Lester Cotton's not playing a position he hasn't practiced at all week. Because Liam Eikenberg. Sorry, they didn't switch. They didn't switch sides. Yeah, they did. They switched sides. 
Eichenberg was a left guard. Lester, and no, Lester, Lester Cotton played right guard the entire game. Robert Jones was a left guard from the start. And I will confirm that from the game book as we speak. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't move. Really? So Lester, right. Lester had played right guard from the beginning? Of the game, That's, yes. Oh, wow. I missed that. I apologize. That's something that I will. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I will be looking into. Correct. Let's start out in the right guard. I just confirmed it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I, I totally missed that. I'm, I, my humble apologies to you, Dolphin fans. I hope I will not be your 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 faith and confidence will not be removed, um, and and I will be lashed later by by Alan Poupard. <laughs> um, you have to be at your best when the best is required, and really, that's something that I don't necessarily disagree with. Um, we have not seen them at their best. I have consistently said and still stand by it that it's the fact that you're on the rope and the fact that you, all your, you did some orbital motions, but you didn't do those cheat motions. Why wouldn't you do those cheat motions? Especially when the Kansas City Chiefs are trying to press you and trying to jam you, Tyreek up. Oh, those cheat motions, because you have to use Tua's ability to call it out and, and and get Tyreek in full stride, as a, otherwise it would be a penalty. I, when you look at this offense, you cannot tell me, nobody can tell me, I think, I think, I look, I, I, nobody can tell me that this offense is the same at home as they are on the road. From, from this standpoint, when they're at home, allegedly against these 500 or, bet or worse teams, they're scoring 39 points, 498 yards, and this includes the, the victory over the Chargers. Then when they're on the road against these – no, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, and then when they're playing above 500 competition, which just so happens to be their three games on the road, 17 points, 309 yards. Plus, plus New England. They also play New England on the road. Okay, but they're not above 500. So, but, no, no, yeah. and they're three and seven, so no. Yeah, um, but – I but they scored 24. They only scored 24 against New England. I think the caliber of opponent that you're playing on the road has way more to do. Uh, the fact that you're on the road and the caliber of opponent has way more to do why than this week they are pretenders because they can't beat any of these teams. I think the Dolphins took that performance and they gained a lot of resolve because, hey, we stuck hung in there with the Super Bowl champions. And I made this argument on, on the Joe Rose show. Um if that was the performance that you saw in the Super Bowl, Miami versus Kansas City, would you have any shame about what you had done, what you had accomplished? Um, 
from the defensive performance, how you contain Kelsey, how you fought back despite all the adversity, and then you fell short because your quarterback basically dropped the ball on two plays. Would you have any shame if that was a Super Bowl? And if the answer to that oh, question, it was a good, it was a good, it was a, I mean, it, they were highly competitive. Yeah. So if they were highly competitive against the Super Bowl champions in a game that they knew had good, good, magnif- good ramifications, solid, respectable ramifications, why would you not think that they took something from it or they proved to themselves that they can compete with the cap, that caliber of opponent? Yes, they haven't beaten one yet. But that doesn't necessarily they did that against Kansas. I mean, against the Eagles as well. I mean, they were they were down seven, driving for a potential game tying touchdown early in the fourth quarter. So to me, that that had already been established. The one objection I will take, I agree with you that the offense will not look the same on the road as it does at home. I also don't think it's going to look the same when you're playing an elite team as opposed to playing Carolina or the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's just. Um, but it's so it's somewhere in between. It's going to look better than it looks on the road against the league team. It's not going to look as good as it does against uh, a crappy team. But as McDaniel said, it's not that we're not good enough. The feeling in the locker room is that we lost because we beat ourselves. And I could argue to you that in the three losses that they've played against those elite upper echelon teams, they weren't beaten. They beat themselves. They weren't beaten by Buffalo. They lost by 28. Are you we serious? Okay. Buffalo, they were beaten because they were manhandled at the line of scrimmage and they were overmatched. Okay. Oh, correct. Uh, it, it, but you know what the causation of it was. And, and I mean, yeah. yes, you're going to go because they didn't have Armstead or Connor Williams. Do they make a 28 point difference? Uh, uh, and again, against the Eagles. Again, without Williams and, and Armstead, actually, it wasn't. The issue was twofold. There was the fact that once you were driving for that game tying touchdown, you threw a pick, and then basically the Eagles went on a seven yard drive that ended with a touchdown because they kept converting tush pushes. Or sorry, brotherly shoves. I ain't calling no brotherly shove. Listen, lick your wounds. You have a bye week. Rest up. Get Devon Achan back. Did I say right? Yes, you did. Well done. I think I think I finally purged the A chain out of my system. Um and 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 you know, get Tehran, Xavier, Connor healthier, Robert, get Robert Jones back. And let's continue to build. Let's continue to forge ahead. Let's continue to prove who you are as a team. There will be plenty of opportunities in these elimination games, as Mike McDaniel calls it for you to establish who you are as a team against Dallas, against Baltimore, and against the Bills. Um, let's not have these knee-jerk reactions, oh, they're not good enough team. What I will say is, heading into that game, we were talking about the Dolphins being Super Bowl contenders. Okay, right now, let's scratch out Super Bowl contenders and say the Dolphins are a playoff team that needs to continue to trend upwards. They're not Super Bowl contenders. We know who the Super Bowl contenders are. They're right on the the, the ledge below. And I'm going to have to put Cincinnati and Baltimore in that Super Bowl contender conversation. Oh, you you come around. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. I I had my, listen, I had my first opportunity to watch the red zone this weekend. Okay. I was like, 
oh, okay, this is interesting. And, you know, I don't know if I'm hooked because it's kind of, you kind of need a short attention span for that thing. And it's, it's, you know, but it was entertaining. It was entertaining, but I had an opportunity to see a lot more games and a lot more people play. Um, but I will say this. They're a better team than they played against the Chiefs. They had a great game plan against the Chiefs. If you're telling me that this defense is going to play that way every single Sunday or every single game day, sign me up. And right now, I got an important question from one of my coaching friends who, who asked me this question. And he said, I need it to be asked on the show. And when I, when I read it, I was like, damn, that's a real good question. Who's better or who do you trust right now on third downs more? Dolphins offense or the Dolphins defense? By the way, before before I give my, my opinion here, can I give a birthday shout out? It's a little delayed, but I and I apologize. Well, birthday shout out to Eves, okay, who I am told is a is a an, an avid loyal listener, watcher, delayed happy birthday. Sorry, we can get it done on the exact day of your birthday, which was Saturday, but Better late than never, as they say. Um, oh, dude, that to me, that's an easy question. Defense. I I told you the same thing yesterday. Their their third down conversions on offense actually have not been terribly impressive. Even last week against New England, they wouldn't they they converted three fourth downs because they they would didn't convert on third down. And I, I I said yesterday on the on the podcast on the live recap, to me that defense is going. I mean straight up i think they're like number 11 now or something like that I don't I know. that's what that's what i believe oh by the way and on a, on a more disappointing note for you because i know you you were hanging on to this quite a bit dolphins are no longer the number one rushing team in the nfl damn that would be the baltimore ravens rush for, rush for yeah <laughs> well baltimore rushed for 219 yards yesterday i mean 298 yesterday mm, 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 mm. wait till Dolphins, the comes back all right Dolphins are 11th in total defense, uh, and they are trending upward big time. Chubb and Phillips are on the move, balling. David Long's playing great ball. The three defensive linemen, who, by the way, Zach Sealer played a, a season high in percentage of snaps yesterday. Wilkins played 95% of the defensive snaps. Those guys are not, not coming off the field. Um, Ramsey makes a big difference. X had a terrific game yesterday. Uh, yeah, I think that defense is on the move big time. Mm -hmm. um, to answer the question, um, and I think it's a great question, and I, as I wrote in my apology to Vic Fangio, which hopefully you all read, um, I can see now that my lack of faith in the old grizzled man and his ways um, was my short-sighted impatience, and I apologize. So now you're trending upwards. Let's continue to do that. But – I will say this, third downs, who do I have more confidence in? It's got to be the offense. How many times have I seen Tua convert third and ridiculous or third and 15 or third and 13? Yes, right now they're struggling a little and partly because teams are figuring out their running approach and I think they need to alter that. Please, please, please stop giving the ball to Savon Ahmed. Please. And I love him. I love him. That's my dude in the locker room. But – Come on, man. Um, in regards to not just Savon, but I think the Dolphins have to find another running lane, and hopefully that's A-Chan and Jeff Wilson. And also, 
I, 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 you know, you know how I feel. You come on, you know what I what I watch. You know what I like. You know what I you, you know what hold I on, like. hold on. The wide receivers. Man, listen. You know that's I'm obsessed with that unit. And I, when I tell you there's leakage, there's leakage. And right now, they desperately need Robert Hunt to come back. But this team cannot afford one more injury on your offensive line. Not one. And I heard I heard you say that, but what who's stepping up? Oh, okay. So so you're just like, Kendall, you're going in the guard. You're going to like it. Yeah, I mean, he's expressed his preference as to stay at tackle. But if something happens to one of the guards, you don't you don't think he'd go ahead and, and do it? And, and do, or do you doubt that he'd be able to do it fairly well? Even if Armstead goes down, the, the offensive line was functioning very well. Ken Lamb at, at left tackle. Um, yeah. And by the way, Omar, I hate to point this out. Statistically, Dolphins are 11th in third down defense. They're 17th in third down offense. Since when they've been that bad? Damn. Wow. What? That's, that's that's the bottom half of the league. When did they get that bad? Uh, I guess this last little stretch? Wow. They haven't been great. In fact, actually, let me look it up real quick. Continue talking. I'll look it up real quick. Listen, um... I am at the level of concern right now. I'm, I'm I'm reaching. I'm reaching concern. I'm reaching. I'm not panic, but I'm at concern. And you know how I feel about Eichenberg. I'm okay if he's got to fill in at center. But guard, I have come to the conclusion, it's just not right. It's just not a good fit. And I think if you have to ride that out for the rest of the season, and maybe I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I think it's going to speed up Tua. It's going to compromise the offense. It's going to limit the run game. And I think it's going to lead to disaster. And hopefully they can patch that up and get it right and allow this offense to do what it does best, which is produce big plays, produce run, the consistent runs and thrive. Uh, by the way, I just looked it up as you were, as you were speaking. In their last six games, the Dolphins have reached 40% in third down conversion conversions once against Carolina and that's it. So yeah, it's been an issue. They were very good the first three games. Uh they have not been since. Mm-hmm. So uh we should we should address however since we brought up H N and Robert Jones, we should bring up the fact that Mike McDaniel was asked about both players at his weekly day after the game press conference on Monday with H N. He said there have been no setbacks. He's eligible. He's he's sat out the four the four games. He's eligible to return from IR. My guess is he's going to be designated to return. We'll be practicing next week when they begin their preps for the Raiders game. As far as Robert Jones is concerned, McDaniel said because of the travel involved from Germany, they didn't have a chance to get all the testing done. He might have more information tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently, uh, Drew Rosenhaus. The our good friend Josh Moser said, "Looks like it, it's a hyperextended knee, which would not uh, be be overly dramatic." Best way to put okay. it. All right. Well, it'll be interesting to see what I mean. We got the bye week, so we got opportunities to rest and heal up, get better. That's what it's for. 
we're, we've got some plans on the All Dolphins podcast for the bye week. Um, we have scaled it back, as you saw, because of the opening was opening and closings were costing us money. And just being real with you. And we have gone back to the original format and we're back making money. And the money is coming directly from you for, for watching the show and participating and, and supporting. And we thank you. Um, we will continue to do this bread and butter episodes and, and continue to show you um, what we continue to continue to make progress. And hopefully you continue to like the show. Hopefully you continue to support it. I am. We talked about something on a previous podcast. You remember when I talked about it? I was like, if we were going to have guests, like that guy would be the guy that I would want to talk to like first. Because I, I, you know, I've had other private conversations with him, but we've never done it on a Dolphins format. And I am bringing um, Devon Best to the All Dolphins podcast. We're going to have our first player, former player guest, which we, I don't know how you like it, if you like it, if you won't like it. But as I've always said, this is your podcast. So you tell us what you want, what you like. We'll try to deliver. Um, that was something that was said. People were like, well, I'd like to do it. And I said, okay, let me hear him up. And he said he will gladly do it. So we'll do that this week during the bye. I have also, well, I shouldn't say I because it's a we. I have my cameraman, Pupar. We have done some firsts and tens. For those who know my popular firsts and tens, um, the 10 questions that that you guys have been following and caring about for 10 years, we got a couple that are, are coming in. We're putting it on the All Dolphins site and, and on, on the All Dolphins podcast, and we'll do that this week during the bye. So even though you don't have a football game to get ready for, you will have the All Dolphins podcast still delivering you coverage and news and information. And I hope you'll continue to support. And I thank you personally for the continued support. Yes. And this is where I chime in. Um, we are very close, gang, to reaching oh, yeah. 10,000 subscribers, which would mean a whole lot to Omar and I. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're hoping you've already, you're already subscribing. If you, if you are not, please do. If you are, Tell a friend, tell two friends, tell a friend to tell a friend. It was uh, it was really one of my benchmarks for this podcast to buy the bye week to be at 10,000 subscribers. And it's been a steady build. And and I'm I'm truly, really, really so proud of what we built, Poop. Um I'm not gonna get emotional this time. Um it sure looks know. like you are, but you're you're among friends, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going through something right now, and and I'm doing my best, and I just thank everybody for all of the support. We got you, we got your back, buddy. We got your back. On that note, all right, folks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.